0: Welcome to Inside the Labyrinth podcast. This is one of your co-hosts speaking, Frank. I am an active New York City police officer and I'm part of Reps for Responders. I've had the honor and privilege to journey through the labyrinth with my other host, Jay, the real Jumpman Jay on Instagram. He's a veteran officer and also part of the SWAT team in one of the cities in New York. We would just like to thank you for journeying through the labyrinth with some of the great guests that we have had on the show so far. We will continue to make episodes with all the positive feedback that we have received. If anyone has any idea, topic or anyone we would like to interview, please email us at repsforresponders@gmail.com. At Reps for Responders is a nonprofit out of Rockland County, New York. We provide free open gym for all active, retired and volunteer first responders, military and veteran. Reps for Responders also has a Weekly Zoom meeting, which is a support group, every Sunday at 7 p.m. to let first responders and military let off steam or talk about anything that they want to talk about, positive, negative, or anything they're struggling with. Rush for responders has five certified recovery coaches through New York State to help battle addiction and alcoholism. If anyone is struggling, please don't be afraid to reach out to Redford responders You can find us on Instagram at reps underscore four underscore responders or visit our website at repforresponders.org. Again, from myself and Jay personally, we thank you. And as a recovering alcoholic, I would like to personally thank you because you have kept me sober just for today. All in and have a great day.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. Um here with my boy, the originator, the OG, Frankie V. Say what's up to the people, Frankie. How you, how you doing? How you doing? Where you been? Oh,
2: man, we got a good one today, Jay. I feel like we can't get out of this labyrinth, dude. Yeah, We're just fucking fighting through this thing. Yeah, man. So uh, before we introduce this guest, I'm so pumped. Um, he is going to bring us through his labyrinth. Uh, he's a warrior in himself. And uh, he's been around a lot of warriors, so I'm really pumped up. Uh, This is season two. What are we up to now? Episode five, Jay. Yeah, episode five. Episode four. Episode four. We had the goat, uh, the powerlifter Eddie Cohen. So make sure you guys definitely check that out. But before
1: I introduce my guest, I'm gonna kick it over to the one and only Doctor Jay. That's right. It's me, the real Jumpman Jay, aka Plant Based Poppy. Um, Got a great guest today. Frankie told me he locked this guy in, and I, I was super, super, super stoked when I heard uh, the name come across. So, um, without further ado, I'm gonna have Frankie bring him in. Um, you guys are gonna love this one.
2: All right, guys, we had to bring in a big, big, big fullback.
1: Fourth and inches to go.
2: So, we're calling. Uh, we're calling 32 trap right up the middle. Chris <laughs> Gronkowski, how you doing, Chris?
3: What's up, guys? I like that. Yeah, that's probably the last time I got a I got a handoff, man. <laughs> now we're calling plays out yeah man i was playing philly i was with the with, with the the cowboys at the time and uh it's the last game of the year it was fourth and one and we had to get it and uh we did and we that's ended up, up winning that game so yes, i like that
2: was it really was it really trapped
3: no it was yeah. just uh, it, was like a, it was like a 23 dive or okay. something like yeah, that yeah
2: right there man
3: that's awesome I, man it's been a while man it's been a while but yeah i'm pretty sure it was just like a quick dive uh up. <laughs> i actually got stuff man but Kept moving the feet
1: that's
3: it keep the legs like moving the first- keep the legs moving that's, that's all it. first thing about football and I got it in man I got it done yes sir that's
2: it man that's it so uh really appreciate you coming on the show man and uh everything's going on uh we really do appreciate it and we just want to check up on you right now and how you're doing over there in Texas and
3: everything yeah man it's uh it's been a little crazy uh i got two kids i got two boys and i got a third one on the way my wife is actually due on the 28th so oh man congratulations Congrats, and, man! Uh, keeping the legacy going over here. Uh, my dad had five boys. I got three now. my old, My older brother has two, and then he finally had a girl. So it's possible to have a girl in the family, but it's not very likely, is what we found out so far. Man, but um, man. things have been good. It's uh, definitely different. We had to pivot a lot, um, but man, anything in life is going to be hard. And everyone that succeeds are going to be the one that just keep putting the work Man, yeah, a lot of people are sitting on their ass, chilling, doing whatever. You know, right from day one, we said, hey we got to figure out a way to keep this thing going because you know, we're not, we're not going to fall victim to something like this. Absolutely. Exactly. That
2: and Fall victim. I like that. And that, yeah, we're not going to fall victim to something like this. And that's it's kind of how the mindset as every person in America should have, because we don't, you don't want to be a victim. We fought too hard. Well, Chris, we're going to go through your labyrinths and see how you fought hard to where you are today. So if you can kind of bring us back, uh, to the high school days, man, growing up, um, I know you grew up in Buffalo, so you represent representing New York like us. So that's awesome. Um kind of like, how was high school for you growing up uh, with your brothers and uh, your friends and everything and, and stuff like that? High school football, really.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, Bills Mafia. That's how we grew up. Yeah. I know you guys a- yeah.
1: smashing <laughs> tables.
3: Yeah, man. We had uh, Jim Kelly. We had we had the crew, man. Back in the day, my dad went to all the games. But um, growing up with you know five boys in the house, but it was crazy, man. It, it was all day brawls, nonstop. Uh, Everything we did was a competition from and you know, we play backyard baseball. We play what we call little mini sticks in the basement. We make up games we're called Zoom where uh you know, we take the pills off the couch, we just run full speed at each other, try to knock each other out. Oh damn. And, and that's that was all day every day and uh kind of W W F matches, right? Oh heck yeah, man. We <laughs> won a lot of WWE. Uh we you know, we were, we were banned from it because all we were doing was walking around giving everyone, you know, the tax and, Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. My mom hated that one, man. She hated uh, Degeneration X because you know, that's all we'd say then. And uh, we had we had a phrase though. So we we walk around and say "suck it," but my mom would get all mad. So then we'd say, you know, we'd say "puck it." Like, what is that? And we're like, you know, Kirby Puckett, our favorite uh, favorite
1: baseball. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Twins, Kirby Puckett. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like man. That.
3: I like that. I like so that. my mom hated wrestling, but um, no, I I mean it was mayhem i tell people this all the time Like we had a couch in our family room that's it like we didn't have end tables we didn't have a coffee table like, we had nothing because it was destroyed or it was used as a I'm weapon to say that. Or so uh a couch and a tv and that was it and nothing else was allowed in our family room every wall was nicked up dinged i mean our house was a match i don't know how my parents sold it but um <laughs> it, it was crazy you know five boys and, and we were that neighborhood where it was us. You know, we had all had friends and we all came over. So we all had like one or two people over the house as well. And at the end of the day, there'd be you know, 10, 15 people at our house every day. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Am I, am I cutting out? No, no, no. You're good. No, you're good. Um, Like, my question is so you, were, were you like the, the house on the block that everybody went to like their house? Because, uh, you know, there's always that one house in the neighborhood where like, all right, dude, we got to go to Gronk's crib because, you know, we're going to barbecue in the back and then we're going to throw the ball around. We're going to bullshit. Was that like the, was that the, the Gronkowski household?
3: Uh, all day every day man and and our mom cooked you know she made us food too and uh she made sure everyone ate so okay so everyone was coming over it was at those homemade meals and uh it it was good man we had like the neighborhood where every it was just so many kids and it seemed to be like all boys too so all day every day you know i could walk out and um it's kind of weird now because i'm in texas and everyone has a fence here but (laughs) you don't have fences in new york like you walk into your neighbor's yard like you walk through the yard you walk through someone's yard in Texas, you know, they can shoot you. Thanks. So right. you walk in their yard. But back back in the day, man, we run through everyone's yard. We're playing tag. We're playing hide and seek. You just run through people's yards all day, uh, all your neighbors. And um, you know, that's how it was. So it was kind of just, just this awesome community feel that we grew up with.
2: Uh, I was going to say probably running from the cops was a lot easier in New York than uh, down in Texas. You have to run through any fences and <laughs> jump over them, you know? <laughs>
1: well, Brooks, he, well, oh, he's athletic. Bro. He can hop a fence it be all right. Yeah, run through it if he has to. Yeah, facts. Yeah, we could, we could clean over
3: those puppies. That's now it. we have the little. I was just like the little ones, just for like pools and stuff. So those are easy to jump.
2: Oh yeah, yeah so easy. get so high school. uh I kind of want to get into your mind, Chris, about high school football and really what it meant to you and what it what you really got out of high school football. Now that you've done it, I mean, was, how long ago did you play high school football?
3: And I'm uh, let's see, I'm 33 now. So uh, man, like 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago.
2: So yeah, yeah. Um, kind of how what what it meant to you and the grind, and uh, you still take things from high school football that you do
3: now today. Yeah. So what's crazy with us was that um, we never played we never played football until high school. Wow. And um, we really grew up playing every sport, and I think most of the values that we learned, um, you know, actually came earlier uh, on teams that you know my dad taught us. Uh, you know, playing. Uh, he was a guy that was always about you know we're going to play every single player. And, and, you know, he knew he was a coach and he knew we were the best players, but it was always about, hey, everyone has to contribute if you guys want to win. And so we had the teams where every single kid on, on our baseball team, he pitched. You know, uh, okay. every kid played base, every kid played shortstop, uh, every kid batted first, second, third, fourth. And that's just my dad's mindset. And we always won because he always taught everyone how to play. It wasn't like, hey, you know, this kid, you know, he's just here because his parents want him to be here. My dad didn't care. He was going to learn the fundamentals. He was going to teach him the game. And we're going to be the best that we could be because everyone was a part of it. And yeah. so that was awesome. I think that's something that you know, we just kind of saw. Like he didn't sit there and like point it out, but we just kind of learned that from our dad. And I think that really helped with teamwork. Um, then from there, it was always about like never quitting. Like if, you know, we're going to go, if we're going to start it, we're always, we're going to finish the season and we're going to go hard. And so that's something uh, my dad instilled in us super early as well. And um, I think that helped us a lot, too. And it was always about uh, getting to that next level, too. Um, he put a gym in our basement, and he just, especially me, because I was the smallest and uh, the shortest in mean, the family. And he was like, hey, if you want to get to that next level, I'll teach you how to get to that next level. But if you don't, I, no, I don't care. That's on you. So it was always about, hey, if you want to get there, I'll show you. If you don't want to get there, you know, that's fine, too. So we never really pushed us into it. It was always on our, on our own. But if we wanted it, we're going all in. We're going to do everything we could. So a lot of it was also done in the weight room. And um, I think one of the biggest benefits for us was that my dad brought in a speed coach for us and uh, he brought him in in high school. and It fucking sucked, man, because all we did was run sprints all summer long, Uh, agility drills like in the middle of summer. And like half the days we throw up from it. Uh, my, My oldest brother, Gordon, was in college. And He'd come back and, and he's fucking partying hard. So uh, he'd go out like on the weekends, coming on Monday, throwing up everywhere. But I think that was also something that really took us mentally and physically to, to the next level.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, so you're the smallest one? I got you listed at six two two thirty eight, bro. And you're the smallest one? <laughs> that's crazy, yeah, bro. You, yeah, that's that's good. You know what that's called? That's called good stock, Frankie. This guy's got good genes. Comes from a good gene pool. Now, is your is your dad a big guy?
3: So my dad's—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm kind of what everyone should have been—is how I look at it. My dad's, about <laughs> my mom's like five—I don't know—five six, five seven.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, my, my parents aren't, you know, abnormally tall. Um, my my dad does have a brother that's about six eight. So oh, uh, shit. I'm okay. guessing the. High, but uh, yeah, man. I still like. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm the size out you would think, but my my three older brothers, uh, actually, my two older brothers and Rob are just you know, beasts.
1: Yeah, uh, but all, I mean, all of them. Are, 6'2", 238 is not small neither, so it's like, if you're the small guy, I I was about to say, I hate to see the big guy, you know what I mean? Because, like, that's just, I mean, in, in like, proportions, you're a large human being. It's not a small guy. Like, if a dude walks through a door and he's 6'2", 230, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to think twice about putting hands on him, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure you didn't have any issues. Did you, like, when you graduated high school, were you that size, or were you a little bit smaller? So, yeah, I was,
3: um, out of high school, I was was probably about 6'2", I played at about 6'2", 215. Okay. And then uh, I got a Division one scholarship. I put on a bunch of weight, so we called it the gain weight program. And Rob and I would uh, we make these protein shakes, and we just put like half of a <laughs> half of a tub of ice cream in it. That's it. And Gains. It we went. and uh, yeah, I got up to about by the time I left high school, I was probably at like two thirty five.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I got you at yeah six two two thirty eight with a four seven forty. Is that accurate, or a little bit faster, a little slower? <laughs> You know, it's a little bit faster. Come on! Uh, I was about to say because that game time speed, I, you know at least at least four, five, four, six game time. You know, um, I mean, those. Yeah, I mean, man. that's impressive, bro. I mean, you're a, a large dude, and 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 can move. Now, how would you say like your lateral movement was? Like just moving in space.
3: Good, good. Yeah, that definitely all uh, was attributed to our, our speed coach. We did so much training uh, laterally. It was all agility and explosiveness and ladder drills and. Uh, your know, speed kills. Your know, speed really does take you to that next level and you know it 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 make, it's, it's athletic ability, it's being able to control your body. Yeah. And so at a young age when you get that
1: training, yeah. it's a it's a game changer, man, because you see it immediately so you know, me, within a couple of weeks. So let me ask you, right? So like did you see a huge difference between like you guys and then like the kids who just kind of showed up and did like not, I don't want to say the bare minimum, but what the coaches told them cuz having a speed coach and then having like, you know, like a gym teacher who now coaches the football team Hey, like, get in the weight room, do this, do that, and then and do like your field work stuff. Do you feel like there was a huge difference between you guys and everybody else?
3: Yeah. So let me let me tell you what happened with this speed coach. So he comes in. Uh, he's a former Miami Dolphins player. Uh, his name's Demaris Johnson. And, oh, uh, yes,
1: yes, okay. Demaris. Yes, yes, yeah. I, listen, I'm a, I'm like a football guy, so it's like, um, I I've always paid attention to like. Anybody who was like a speed guy or like a a specialty dude, I was always into that. So go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. So he comes in and, um, you know, he's never done this before. Uh, He's never, he never, you know, had a a coaching program or anything like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we met him and he said, hey, I'd love to train your kids. So he trained us and I think two of our friends and then I think his kid and um, his kid's friend. Okay. And so that was it. The first year, I think there was like seven of us total. And, uh, you know, we, we did it all summer. We did all the drills. We came that year and, um, you know, everyone was like, you know, what, what happened to you guys? And, uh, everyone, are you crazy. <laughs> 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 you know, all of one summer, you guys just all of a sudden are like, you know, these absolute beasts, you know, your speed increased immediately. Uh, you know, the quickness was insane. And uh, the next year he went from having seven of us to having like five different schools signed up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everyone was in his program, man. He was killing it at that point. But, you know, the results were so dramatic that. You know, he proved himself in one summer with just seven of us
1: yeah the proofs in the pudding bro yeah and uh you guys but you guys
2: put in the work and that's what what counts I mean you, you probably feel like uh being like sixteen seventeen right like a jaguar out there bro not even on the field right Chris but like outside the field right you just got a lot of confidence and it felt like wow like I'm out in control myself and I feel like a not like a a superhero power, but I feel like something I never felt before just by freaking working out and pushing my mind to the limits. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, man, yeah. I mean, that's always how working out has been for me, Um, you know, even after sports. And that's every day I still work out because you get that that mindset, man. I could go into the day feeling absolutely awful, getting nothing done. I could go crush a lift. It could be 20 minutes. You know, it could just be a run. It could be anything. But if I push my body and my mind, you know, physically at some point in the day, my day dramatically, you know, gets better, and, and I get more work done. Every, every, it's always been like that. It always will be. And people that don't do it, they they don't know what that feeling's like. And they, once they start, it's almost like you get addicted to it.
2: Yeah, literally, it, exactly. Uh, all that serotonin and those those uh, endorphins and the dopamine, man, it's a great, it's the best high in the world, honestly. Um, and um, Brian, uh, we had Brian Shaw like on the show. On uh, she's the one world's strongest man, and he said, uh, no matter what his day was, it just reminded me of this. He could be having the worst day in the world, right, man? And he knows, though, so. if he goes into the gym, 135 pounds, right? A bar, 135-pound bar is always going to be 135-pound bar. That bar doesn't give a shit how you feel what's going through your mind. That's always going to be there, man. So you're able to go in there, do what you got to do in the weight room. And he said, at least if he did that and everything else went wrong, he got a little victory in, in his day. And those little victories always added up at the end when he counted.
3: So uh,
2: I'm happy you said that, Chris. Um now, when you were in high school, were you what positions were you playing? You were playing both offense and defense.
3: Yeah, so everything—offense, defense, special teams—never came off the field. Um, I was playing like fullback, running back, and then I was playing like a, a linebacker, um, safety position, That's kind of what it was. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it was also you know long snapping, uh, <laughs> you know, kick, back up field, yeah. Everything, man, everything you can think of, and uh, our coaches always say like, "Hey, once you're a senior, you don't gotta play special teams," but you know, we, we, we were in the highest division in New York and we had like 22 guys on our team. Uh, and out of the 22 guys, 10 of them played both ways. We had
1: oh,
3: a, wow. a center and a, and a guard or defensive uh, defensive tackle that, that were the only ones that didn't play both ways. So it was crazy, man. It was weird because everyone in our high school played hockey and we won state right. hockey. And so, you know, if you played hockey, you almost had to dedicate all your time to hockey. Like the hockey coach, Pretty much said like, hey, if if you want to play other sports, hockey's not for you. Yeah, you know, we want you all around. And if that's not the case, then you know you're not playing for me. So uh, you know, some of our most of our best athletes played hockey instead.
2: Wow, wow you see that mindset, man. And I uh, I coach the the, the the DBs and the wide receivers at Clarkson North, my high school, and the mindset of that. And I don't know if you agree with me, Chris, but I definitely disagree with that. Is all the, especially now this generation is like they're so focused on one sport. I feel like back, uh, I mean, I graduated in 2010, but even when you graduated and way before that, people were playing three sports at a time, man. You're really able to uh, have fun and really become an athletic machine on all these different sports and um, really focus on not just one sport and just more people you meet, the more teams you meet, the, the more athletic you can see. If it's hockey, football, lacrosse, baseball, you really get to dive in there and be like, wow, Maybe if I did play, maybe I always wanted to play hockey, uh, football, but I couldn't play football and I focused on hockey. Maybe I was a, football, a better football player. But a better life experience with all those sports, man, I, I agree. I, I feel like if a kid shouldn't just be held to, just to one sport, like, you know, dot, that dot, that dot, 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 you know what I mean? I don't know if you agree with me with that or not.
3: No, I do for sure. I think it makes you a better athlete as well. You're a well-rounded athlete. Yeah. Uh, there's different sports that bring different elements. I mean, for us in baseball, stand-eye coordination uh, you know, you go to hockey, and um, you know, for us, it was it was body control and, and and using your body to check people and you know get in the right position. So, uh, I think we used all that and then brought it to football, which was kind of a combination of both. Uh, so, yeah, I 100% agree that you you shouldn't have to focus specifically on one thing. And to be a better athlete, you should you should play everything. And you also don't get burned out, man. I think that's one of the biggest things too is that especially like kids that are sitting there playing like pop Warner, um, all the way through. And all they do is play football. And, yep. you know, usually it's because parents want them to. And but by the time they get to high school, they don't even really want to play. Like the passion's not there. Like the fire's not there and they get burnt out and, uh, you know, that's it. So it, it, it's tough. I think when you play multiple sports, you really find which ones you love and, and you don't get burned out. And you know, you also just become a better athlete. So yeah, I, I mean, I know Texas is tough because, Everyone here wants you to play football, football and football yeah, only.
1: Football state, absolutely.
3: forever. So, you know, raising my kids here, I'm like, I, I don't think that's going to be the case for us. You know, I, I don't want yeah. and, and then in the offseason, all he's allowed to do was work out and drills for football. It's like, hey, hey oh, he wants to play baseball. He's playing baseball. And I think that does make you a, a better athlete overall. Yeah, right? also like to uh,
1: injury you. prevention too. They say when people play multiple sports, actually prepares the body a lot better. They've actually had correlations like in studies where you know three sport athletes had less injuries than the kid who was playing one sport all year round you know what i mean because a lot of what happens is they'll play like for their school then they play like some kind of aau of some sort or some kind of like club and they were they were noticing that people that were you know these kids that were playing you know one sport primarily they were you know having the acl injuries and having like the nagging issues versus the kid who was playing three sports now my question to you is was football your sport? Do you feel like you were the best at football or were you like better at baseball? Or was like football your, your sport of choice or did it just come naturally?
3: Yeah, so, uh, man, my first year, I suck. I remember that.
2: Uh, <laughs> Honesty, I like it, Chris.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. And, and uh, we didn't know how to play, man. Like, we didn't grow up playing and never play organized football. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But um, no, I was, a, I was a really good baseball player. Uh, okay. But for me... How I saw it was, you know, if I wanted to get a scholarship somewhere and get school paid for, it was football. I mean, you have a fifty-three man roster that you're giving out. Um, you know, I'm sorry, that's fifty-three in the, in the NFL. In college, it's eighty-four. Yeah. So there's two or eighty-four scholarships that they have to hand out, and there are so many Division One and Division One AA programs me uh, out scholarships. So, uh, you know, I saw my brother go baseball, the baseball route, and uh, it was tough. You know, he got a fourth of a scholarship or something like that. He ended up being a freshman All-American, but uh, still, he still paid for college all the way through Uh, for the most part I think senior year. Uh, And then I watched my brother Dan, you know, he went and got a a full scholarship to the University of Maryland. I'm like, that sounds like a better idea to me. Uh, My passion was more for football as well, man. I grew up and we fought, man. We fought every day. And that was kind of my attitude and being the smaller one. And I was like the little fat boy too growing up. So, all my brothers would make fun of me. And it was just like, you know, we are brawling all day, every single day. Uh, they had like this. So when I was when I was younger, I was so fat that like my nipples went in <laughs> It was like all they would talk about, man. And so even at a young age, like all I would do is like I would go downstairs and I'd start working out and do abs, like everything. And still yeah. to this day, I'm like, dude, why do you, why do you have like a, why are your abs so good? I'm like, because those motherfuckers made fun of me every yeah. single day. I'll go in the gym and I do apps every day. Yeah. But um, I was all about, I was all about hitting people, man. Like in hockey, all I wanted to do was go lay people out. And so it kind of came natural when, when football came around. I was like, man, what, uh, what position loved, did
1: you play in hockey? You were a men or?
3: Uh yeah, so everything for the most part. But um, yeah, I, I mean as as a kid, we well, were young, and, and you know, um, being being like you know the the premier players on the team, uh, we play everything for okay. the most part. But
1: so like a as we get into like,
3: travel that, I would, I would play, usually play like um, defense for the most part. Okay.
2: That's crazy, did, uh, man. Rob, Rob and all the other brothers, they were in high school in Buffalo, too. They went to play the same school you did.
3: Yeah, so we all played together. Rob got into some trouble in uh, his senior year. He actually went to uh, Pittsburgh instead because uh, he was suspended a couple day uh, games in New York. So,
1: um, And that was high school. In high school, yeah. You guys so you went to one um, Williamsville North, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um,
2: that. Now you said you you were when you were long snap kind of stuff. Did you kick field goals too?
3: So yeah, I, I man, I I can't remember if I did or not. I think we did, but I don't think we ever actually kicked extra points or field goals. Like we always just went for two. Oh shit! Because I because I sucked at it. <laughs> um, and everyone else did on the team. I don't, think, I don't. I think there was like one team in in our whole division that actually kicked extra points. Okay. because I was saying,
2: I was saying I don't know, man. We got we might have to get you to New York and run a little uh, you versus Rob down here on the New York turf. That's who's going to kick a 30, 40 yard uh, field oh, goal? Shit. I think I'm put my money on you, man.
3: <laughs> man, yeah. You know, what I look at now is, you know, when you when you try to do stuff now, when I'm older and like looking back at things, I'm like, man, I wish was, they just like took some time to actually teach us how to do it right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because
3: yeah. You just go out there and you know you just do whatever you do. Like no one teaches you, no one actually knows the correct form, and you just tow the ball. Uh, for the most part but you know if, if I actually wanted to it, and I wanted to learn how to kick I can man it's kind of everything i look at back now I'm like man like I play basketball now for fun and you know I learn how to play and get a lot better just by turning on the tv and watching I'm NBA watching, guys I'm like yeah. yeah like that's how you do it like you know why didn't they teach me this back in the day when I was playing in high school I mean there's so many things that when you're young you just don't realize you know,
1: you could, you could watch someone else and get better but you don't care as much when you're a kid man you just want to be out there. yeah you just want to be out there you just want to play now um,
3: but
1: that, yeah. going back to uh, so in high school right so you were um, would you say that you were heavily recruited coming out of high schools I know you went to the University of Maryland first um, was that like yeah. was that like your top option or was it like alright you know if this doesn't pan out then I'm going to go to University of Maryland or you know did you have like a one two or three or it was just whatever yeah
3: I wish Um, so (laughs) uh, coming out of Buffalo it was rough man Uh, the whole state of New York I think there was seven guys who got Division 1 scholarships to play football okay and uh, look at like you know Florida there's over 300 you know you look at Texas there's you know 400 guys California you know 400 guys coming out so we have the same population as as Florida and and, you know there's five guys coming out of of all of New York it's like man what's going on here but so, no one's really coming up here to recruit. And it's tough to come out of uh, Buffalo. But I had the um, University of Buffalo was was my only Division One scholarship. Okay. And uh, they wanted me to gain, like, 60 pounds and play guard. Oh, and, shit. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, yeah.
3: Big... I
2: mean, yeah, so I was like, hell no. I hear a lot of that, Chris. Chris, I hear a lot of fullbacks. Like, they, they have fullbacks like you that are your side. Like, all right, or running backs. Uh, you're tough enough. But maybe...
1: And you're... Yeah, the connections coming in back Hold up, hold up. You in Wi-Fi, bro? Because it kind of just came in a little choppy. A lot of guys like that. Hold
2: on one second. Who not just... oh, mine? They come on choppy.
1: Yeah, something just came in choppy. All right, you no. good. You're... You good? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. yeah, yeah good. good. Oh,
2: I said I, I was saying, Chris. Like I hear that a lot. That a lot of guys that are quick and tough, like you, are running, like out of high school running back oh well you know that was good you carried the ball well but let's try to get you gain some weight and move the guard so i, I hear that all the time man so that's like a popular thing that does happen a lot
3: so they, they try but i mean they shoot the feet they shoot the quickness and um they you know they, they you can you can convert guys like that and um i had a teammate in dallas and actually he was at maryland with me and that's kind of kind of how he was he purposely gained weight because he, he knew you know he would be a good lineman but um this wasn't natural for him right when he done playing he dropped all the way too and I mean, he had a great career. You know, he played in the NFL for I think six seasons. And um, yeah, it, it is, man. If you're not fast enough to you know, make it, or if you just don't want to play a position like fullback, which is never going to be um, a highly valued position, yep. and it's going to always be really tough to make it. And you know, you have that option to say, hey, you know, I'm six two. I'm kind of a tweener. I'm not going to play tight end. Uh, I'm not going to play running back. So it's either you know, I'm going to play linebacker, or I'm going to gain a bunch of weight and play guard. And so those are kind of your options if you want to get to that next That's level. Cool. And, you know, for me, it just wasn't too glamorous to uh, right. put on another sixty to eighty pounds and uh, and play guard. So um, I had that offer on the table. Um, you know, I probably could have went there and still played fullback or or whatever, or maybe linebacker. But um, I wanted to leave town is what it came down to. Um, you so. know, Buffalo it was absolutely amazing, but they were they just moved up and they were getting killed every year. Yeah. So, just get stomped, uh, you know, every single year. And, and I also wanted to leave home and, um, you know, get out on my own and kind of live life and figure life out. Uh, so I had that offer. And then I had a bunch of um, Ivy League offers. Oh. Uh, so I went on an official visit to Harvard, uh, went on official visit to Penn. And I was actually, um, I got into the Wharton Business School, which was like the dream for most people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I went down there and yeah, I was talking, I was on my official visit. And the guys are like, man, you know, my, my guy is hosting me. He's telling me how he's crying his first week in college and how hard it was and like all this shit. And I'm like, man, sounds awful. <laughs> and, uh, and on top of that, man, like you pay, like you, at least then, uh, I think they just recently changed this. But when I came out of high school, you had to pay full tuition. If you went Ivy league, like there was no scholarships,
1: there was oh, no grants. Okay.
3: So it, it was kind of, um, a thing where it was, okay, you know, I could go Ivy league. You know, I'm going to leave college with 200 K in debt. Um, or I could go D one, um, you know, University of Buffalo, which I didn't really want to do. And um, you know, I was actually signed to go to Penn, and I just figured, man, like I'll suck yeah. it. Up. You know, I, I can get through the, the, the classwork, and um, you know, there's still a chance to go to the league, which for me, I never thought was even an option. You know, I was always told, like, you know, it's one in a million, and I got two brothers who are way better than me. I'm not even the third best in my own family, so I'm like, there's no chance I'm going to the league. Uh, so I was like, hey, you know, let me get the best education that I possibly can, yeah, and then. I'll, uh, I'll I'll be set for life after that. So um, last minute, the university of Maryland calls us up and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, we lost a bunch of guys that just couldn't pass their SATs. And then they lost a, a couple of guys that were also already on the roster. And they were about to go into academic probation because the team's GPA just sucked.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I get this last minute offer from the university of Maryland because, uh, you know, my brother Dan's there, he's killing it. Uh, Dan has like a 4.0 and they're like, well, you know, we have these actually scholarships to burn. And, you know, if you come in at least, you know, if you come in, you're going to at least bump up the GPA and you better have a 4.0. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So they brought me in college, um, at the last minute. So I tell people this all the time. Like my grades literally got me a, a full scholarship, You know, or I would have been at that Penn and I would have came out, you know, with, with 200K in debt. So I tell kids all the time, man, it, it, you could be as, as good as you want to be. You can't pass those SATs. You're not going to get there. And on top of that too, you know, it, it takes – football is not just a game of, of talent, like especially once you get to the NFL. And the reason I got to that level was that you know, a lot of guys couldn't figure out the playbook. A lot of guys couldn't get through college either. You, know, you have to make it through college to get to the NFL. And, and so you have to pass your classes. Yeah. And so I tell people all the time, I wasn't even the most talented You know, – I'm not even close to the most talented player that made it. I made it because I got through everything. And then I was able to also make it because I was able to learn the playbook. I knew what I was doing. I knew where to go, and they could trust me.
1: Yeah, so like, so what I gathered from that whole thing is perseverance and commitment. Like, um, I think a lot of people like they only see the highlight reel. They only see like, hey, you went to the University of such and such, right? But they don't hear that, yo, know, my man had a 4.0 GPA. Like, I mean, a lot of people think that it's all sports, but in actuality, like, you're you're talking about your decision process, right? And you're like, damn, I can, you know, I can go to this Ivy League school, leave with 200k in debt, right? Or I can I can go to University of Maryland and i can get a great education um and i can also have a little bit of fun you know what i mean and enjoy myself and play a sport that i love so like when 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 you see when you hear the checks and balances of how you made that decision it's like oh man like i think that would like if a young kid is right now is on the cusp right of like you know trying to chase his dreams and he hears you know chris gronkowski kind of weighed his options where like all right i want to i still want to be a kid right right but i i also want to you know i don't want to leave college with 200k in debt let me let me make the conscious decision to go to a good school, right? Have a little bit of fun, but also I'm crushing my grades too. I think like a lot of kids don't hear that from guys at all. Everybody just talks sports. They don't talk about, you know, the pot, like the, the, what we really go to school for is to get an education, right? You know, and you even said yourself, you're like, dude, like, you know, at all my brothers, I'm not the best. So let me just try to get this education. Like you actually sat down and broke down your options and then, made you know career decisions based off of that that's fucking genius bro <laughs> like like I think kids need to yeah. hear that dude
3: no for sure I, I think that's a huge part that they miss out on you know it, it's so focused on athletics and uh, that's all they care about is you know how many how many touchdowns I'm going to have this year uh, but man yeah put put the work in the books mm. and that's so much easier for a school to give you a scholarship to when they're going to say hey you know we know we're not going to have any trouble with this kid yep. whereas you know you have the same talent as another kid who you know his grades are terrible, and you know they're not they're not going to take that risk on them because usually those kids drop out in the first year. Yeah. So you just burn a scholarship on, on someone that you know never is ever going to step on the field for you. You train them, you know, you bring them in. They learn, you know, they, you try to teach them the playbook. They don't learn that, so you know they're gonna they're gonna hundred percent side on somebody that has better grades. So get get the work done, man. It helps throughout the rest of your life as well. So you know, college, is, college, college sucks, man. When I look back at it, it's one of those things where I'm like. I don't know if I could go back and do it because you're there 24 seven. I mean, you wake up at, at 6 a.m. You go to study hall, you go right to a workout or you go right to class after that. Yeah. Uh, then you go right to practice and then you get home and you study and you're like, Holy shit, man, it's, it's, i get in home at six or seven and, and then I got to study for my classes tomorrow I wake back up at five and, uh, you know, it's a full day of work. And if you're not, you know, if you're not ready to grind, you're not going to make it through it. You're never going to make it to the league anyway. So Max. figure out how to get it when you're in high school. Yeah. So you, Chris,
2: that was-
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry, Frank. Go ahead. You got it, bro. No,
2: that was, that was funny you said that, Chris, because I just literally, bro, on the way to work, I call my buddy. Uh, he's not a cop, but uh, he's a teacher, and I called him, like, dude, Anthony, if we had to go back to Cortland, like, dude, how the hell did we even graduate? That's what I said to him. I'm like, dude, we – we, we uh, and now I was saying I, I played Cortland football, which is D3, but it was still wake up, go all the classes, right after classes. People don't understand with football, the actual – Memory and the actual classwork behind it. I'm talking two and a half hours before practice, just watching this film and going over these plays, then going to practice. And then, um you know, going to dining hall, eating, studying, working out, library hours. And then uh, once football is over, then you have spring training. You can't get in trouble. You have to go to the spring training uh, workouts. Then it's like, oh man, well, I didn't. We didn't get like a, a too much strength of workouts in today. So I'm going to go back to the gym later after dining hall and do some deadlifts and some squats. And it's like, and then you add in like going out and having fun. And I, we, I said this conversation to him. I'm like, dude, how do we do it? He's like, Frank, I don't know, man. I don't know if we could go back and do it again today. And I was like, I think you're right, man. So it's just really funny how you said, you thought the exact same thing we did. And I literally just had this conversation one on Thursday. So it's funny that you said that. Chris.
3: And you got a party too, man.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. You
2: got to have fun. <laughs> got to have fun. You got to
1: be able to balance it out. Um, so my question to you is like, I know you went to the university of Maryland, you redshirted there, right? And then you transferred to the university of Arizona. So, uh, yeah, so
3: Maryland, yeah, I ended up, um, My first year I played my second year and I, and I transferred, um, okay. after that, it was just a situation where like my brother, Rob came in, he was number one in the nation at the time. And, uh, one of the, one of the top recruits and they thought he was a lie. And so the coaches in there just like talking shit about me, uh, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and it really came down to the fact that I had one practice that I missed. I mean, I, I did everything right. You know, I, I had the, the grades. Um, I had the, I was. I was, they gave me the iron turf award is what it was called. That was the strongest oh, pound for pound running back on the team uh, as a freshman. And so it was kind of like all your, all your lifts divided by how much you weigh. And, and I was, you know, I was coming out at the top as a freshman. So I was putting the work in and uh, it really came down to one practice where I was a backup, uh, you know, fullback, like I was a goal line fullback and I was the only one we had. I got hurt, and I was trying to put, you know, I was trying to work through it because the last thing I ever wanted to do ever was miss anything mm-hmm. for an injury. But yeah. you know, I couldn't even move; I couldn't run. Uh, I was a hip flexor, and man, it was just lit, and it was it was on fire. And um, yeah,
1: hip flexors, no I joke. told the
3: coach, yeah, I was like, man, like I'm I'm trying to run, I can't run, like I, it, it's I'm I'm hurting too bad to run, and and so um, you know, I missed. We we couldn't do goal line that day, and so the head coach was pissed because he couldn't run his goal line. We ran goal line all week but he couldn't run it one day during the week. And, uh, after that, you know, he took me off everything. And, uh, so that, that ended up being like the same week that my brother came in he's like, I don't think Chris is ever going to play for me. And they just sat there and talked shit to my dad and my brother. And, uh, you know, Rob walked out of that meeting and said, I will never play for this guy. Oh shit! And so I'm like, uh, uh yo, where are we going? Yeah. So that's- United we stand, bro. Yeah, man. So looking back on it, um, yo, I ended up leaving. Uh, he ended up coming, uh, right after I got there, and. Um, you know, the head coach ended up getting fired a couple of years later after being oh, the wow. coach of the year. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, he had Vernon Davis and Vante Davis went and signed at University of Illinois. So you know, he had he had my brother and I, my older brother Dan and I there and you know, Rob and I, and goes and signs at the University of Arizona, you know. Uh just so many things that kept happening where you know, this coach was obviously putting um, you know, people in the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time and just saying the wrong thing. So Ended up firing him after winning the ACC, and uh, I, was, I felt I felt good that I was a part of it. <laughs> hey
1: you know what that's called, Chris? That's called karma, bro. Like you, you know, yeah. en- energy is a continuous thing, man. It doesn't dissipate; it only gets transferred. So whatever he was he was putting out, it came back. You know what I mean? Um, but let's let's go to University of Arizona. Like I hear stories that that is such a great party school, and I know as a Gronkowski, like that is just in your genetic makeup. I mean, how was it? How was like the 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 college environment for for you guys? Like coming in, was it like full tilt? Like I hear about it, or was it like, is it not what it's cracked it out was. to be? No, it was it was full tilt when we got there. I'll say by the end of it, they definitely
3: cracked down on it, and there's certain things that happened with like brats and stuff where they were like, you know, uh, hazing their guys, like they're putting them in the freezer and stuff, and I oh. think someone died.
1: <laughs> oh shit!
3: you like they, they like insane dude. They, they were doing, I don't know. I'm sure it's happened forever. Uh, at every that's a
2: real, that's a real ice shaker, Chris.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I know certain things happened where like they started getting locked down and stuff, but we first got there and it was mayhem. Like to recruit Rob, they brought him to, uh, um, they brought both of us to an apartment complex and the apartment complex is to get students to like live there with throw parties and yeah. they throw like keggers with like what t-shirt contest. And they, they brought, probably like, what are we thinking bringing these guys here? <laughs> And so, like, they bring, like, like, minor, they pay for, like, minor celebrities to come in. Like, they have Big Black there. And um, oh, shit. so we get there. We're like, no freaking way. Like, dude, there's no IDs being checked. There's nothing. Like, you just go in there, and you're partying. You're taking keg stands, and everyone's going crazy. So Let's I'm go. coming from New York. Yeah, like, you know, you He's come like from Buffalo. <laughs> and,
2: you know. This is Buffalo, this is back so, in the this this is real. day. This is you.
3: And, and so, yeah, that's how it was. And that's how it was for the first couple of years. I, I would say our last year, they really cracked down on it, but. Man, it was all out, and, and what the thing about Arizona too is it's always nice out. So I got yeah. there in the winter; It was like 25 degrees out, and um, you know I'm, I'm in the cutoff, and I'm I'm loving it. And um, and everyone is just like, you know, everyone's so much. I feel like everyone's so much happier. You know, you're in better shape. You're always taking care of yourself because you always got to be, you know, pool party ready.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how the. I mean, look, man, you're you're from Buffalo. Buffalo gets cold as fuck, right? And then you know, you get tons of snow. So now you go from a you know completely different environment. Cause like it, it, it's warm all year around there, except for that night that shit gets hella cold. Um, but let me ask you a question, right? So now you know you're playing at the University of Arizona. <clears throat> come senior year, what was the vibe like heading like you know heading out of your senior year? What was like you know what was going through your mind? Um, you know, like what offers were on the table? Like you know, like walk us through that process.
3: So in college, uh, for me. So I I didn't. So I started my first year. I started was actually my junior year, and and so I never thought I had a chance of going to the next level. Um, It was about halfway through the season when Rob was being looked at heavily, and and so scouts started coming in. And um, my running back coach was like, "Hey, they're asking about you," and I was like, "No, they're asking about Rob." And um, they're like, "No, like it was actually the Jets at the time. They're like, they're looking at you. They ended up drafting uh, John Connor that year instead of me." But um, okay. They were they were looking at me yeah, from my junior point. year on. <laughs> so, um, you know that was kind of the first time I even thought I had a chance. So, I had a really good junior year. I played with Rob. Rob ended up getting hurt, so he didn't play my senior year. Uh, so, for me at that point, I got I was I was banged up too. I hurt my hamstring in um, camp, and it was bad. And the thing that sucks about college is all they want to do is see you on the field. Like they don't they don't have yeah. to pay for your injuries, right? Yeah, interview. Um, And it's a next man up mentality. You know, there's 120 guys in your damn team. So, yep. you know, there's plenty of guys to go around. So if you're hurt, it's like, all right, you know, next guy. So I tried to play through this injury and it, it just, it was awful. Like I couldn't, I couldn't run the whole year. Uh, but it sucked. but going into the draft for me, um, you know, it was uh, something that I had a chance to get drafted, but I'm a fullback. And if anything, you know, maybe one or two might get drafted that year. Uh, I knew John Connor was up there and, and he ended up going fifth round and we didn't even know if anyone else would go after that. I had a couple calls, but, um, you know, ultimately for me, I, I knew it was going to be a one, a one shot kind of deal for me. And that's what it ended up being. You know, I went undrafted. I uh, got a call right after uh, my agent put me in a really good situation with the Cowboys. And, um, uh, I knew at that point it was, Hey, you know, this is your one opportunity. Uh, you're going to either make it or, or you're done. Wow.
2: The, um, well, first man, we would have John of the Terminator, right? We would have loved that. Uh, we would have to have you on the Jets, man. Just fire, uh, fireman Ned, man, getting you pumped up, man. You would have, you would have loved that. Um, he's a Bills <laughs> fan
1: though, bro. He's a Bills yeah, fan, I, know, I know, I know,
2: I know. But like, I'm just saying, for the Jets fan, we would have loved to have a Gronk on there. Um, we need a, something, man, a playmaker something, man. Um, I know we're we're running out of a, a little time, Chris, and so we're trying to push some questions uh, about. Um, people think. I got two questions for you, man. One is, uh, everyone thinks like the Gronkowski is like a huge, like a party, 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 but I don't think they understand also that it's not just party, 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 because you wouldn't be able to become the man you are today and the family you are today. Because I, I, I've seen your workouts. I've seen Rob's workouts freaking in this house. Um, just grinding and grinding and grinding. There's a limit to that, Chris, right? Would you agree where there's a time to party and there's a time to grind and grind, uh, party when it's right and grind, uh, for really what it's worth. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say?
3: Yeah, for sure, man.
2: You weren't blacking out every day after practice or whatever. Like that would,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but um, no, I think there's always, there's always room. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always a a time to have fun and there's always a time to work hard. And I think we found a good, with that, but, um, yeah, like it, in I think it's always overblown as well. Um, you know, people see Rob out, and every time he's out, it gets put in the news. Yeah. So uh, he's not even close to. It's not like he he was partying that much. It's just that every time he partied, you know, he was on the front page of TMZ <laughs> or uh, you know the front page of the Boston Globe. So he, I think he got more credit than he even deserves on it um, for for all that. So that's one thing. But no, I mean we definitely did party. You know, I party hard um, in, in college, but it was always, you know, if I did, you know, I woke up the next day and I absolutely crushed the workout. So you know, even if I was completely hung over, you know, I was still going in there and, and I was actually usually doing it better than I normally would have because I'm like, hey, man, like I, I enjoyed myself, like I had a good time, but you know, I need to put that work in now and I need to make up for it because I know that didn't help us. Uh, so that was kind of always the mentality was, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to you know have fun, you're going to pay for it and you're going to make up for it. And we did, and that was always the case. Uh, you know, once I got to the NFL level, I didn't do that anymore. Uh, like that all completely stopped. And same with Rob; like he didn't do that. Like that was never a thing in season. Like we didn't go out ever during the whole season. But then what you saw was like you know the second the season ended, you know we we'd like to party a little yeah, bit, time. man, because almost out of the cage. <laughs> that's a grind, man. Yeah. It's an absolute grind. It's uh, it's really you know it, it's a 17 week season, but it all starts to be way before that in camp. And so you go, uh, you know, twenty. If you go to Super Bowl, man, it's even longer. I mean, you just add on another four or five weeks. So, uh, man, that's a long time to really be hundred percent buckled down yeah. and on a grind you know, every single day from you know five thirty a.m. till you know six p.m. when you get home. So, you know, people they deserve it. You deserve to to have some fun once the season's over. But uh, yeah, I always I always believed in, in work hard, play hard. You know, there's a balance there, man. It, you you lose your mind if at some point you didn't just let go yeah. and, and enjoy yourself a little bit and it, it, even with business, man, it, it's been the same way for me as well. You know, I, I can grind all week and you know, 80 hour weeks, no problem. But at some point I have to let go or you, you're going to lose your mind.
2: Right. Right. Um, before we wrap up, Chris, two questions. One, um, I want you to explain to our listeners what the ice shaker is and everything. But before I ask you that question, man, um, out of high school football, college football, and the NFL, and all the, I think you played for four teams, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: what, what did you have the best memories and experience, like the most life lessons, out of e- either high school, college, or, or or the NFL? That's a great question, Frankie. Man.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think they all brought something a little bit different. Uh, man, for for me, high school was really like the the first time it was really like a team feel, like like it was like, hey. Like we're all, I think a
2: lot of people need to hear that if they're in high school and they don't go to the league or college, they need to remember that right there because those are the brothers. I feel like if you call them today, Chris, they're going to be at your door ready to go with you no matter what.
3: Yeah, man, and you always you always remember those games and those times too, and uh, those
2: nicknames, those funny guys, man. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still talk. I still talk to my high school coaches, and, and oh, that's man. kind of how it is. And you know, you don't. It's not the same once you go up the, the ranks. Like you're you're not necessarily talking to your 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 uh, college coaches and. definitely not talking to my nfl coaches uh so yeah man you have that special bond in high school i think you learn a lot because you're so young it's kind of your first experience with it um as well and then man college for me what i learned the most was it was really like multitasking is what i learned um that that was by far probably the biggest lesson like we talked about before how much you had to learn how much you had to get done and you had to take it serious Uh, so I, i think that was the biggest lesson that came out of that and then um Man, the NFL is just a, a whole, whole new world. Man. Um, you know, it's it's all about responsibility and, and getting everything done the right way because one little mistake and, and you're gone. Especially someone that was in my position. So uh, it was as crazy as you know, if I come in one pound overweight, it's a thousand dollars per pound. Uh, if I come in, uh, you know, one minute late, um, you know, I'm either cut or it's a thousand dollar fine. Oh. Um, so everything was, you know, if it's one bad play, you know, everything's watched on film right afterwards. So, uh, you know, you can be released just for one play for not knowing what you're doing. So I think NFL was a hundred percent attention to detail. is really what it was, what it came down to was, you know, you better really be paying attention and you better really be good at your craft and, and really care about it because it's not a game anymore at that point. It, it's a hundred percent a job and it's a job where a lot of people are on the line and, and it's, you know, you can really you feel hurt or, or help the team by doing the right things. So, uh, yeah, man, all three levels definitely brought a different dimension. Yeah,
2: I'm happy you said that, man. Uh, t- pay attention to detail, and it's not a game. <clears throat> it's a life and it's a job. And even if you're a cop, you got to hear that because when you're out there, it's the same thing. Any little mistake, anytime you show up to a call late or someone's that, that can cost a job, that can cost a life. So I think, you know, especially being a New York City cop, and Jake can agree, man, every freaking second counts, and paying, the, paying attention to detail could save a life. Could change the game, could change the play, could make or break everything. So I'm happy you said that, Chris. Um, before we wrap up, I'd just like to hear more about Ice Shaker and let the listeners know really what it is and uh, kind of what you do now with it.
3: Yeah, man, for sure. So after I was done playing, um, you know, I was still living an active, healthy lifestyle. It's going to the gym here in Texas, it's so hot out that by the time I got there, my water was warm and I was, I was you know, beating sweat marks on the ground. And I just thought, man, like, why am I using, like, five different bottles all day long? Let me just make one bottle that I could use all day, every day, keep my drinks cold. I can mix it, easily clean it, easily fill it with supplements. And that's really where the idea came from. So it's uh, just kitchen-grade, insulated stainless steel bottle. Um, I was able to get on Shark Tank. It's, it's really taken off since then. And, you know, the whole idea is to help you live a, a more active and healthy lifestyle, man. That's really what it comes down to. That's awesome. Man. More
2: organized and less stressful, even even anxiety. Because I, I, me too. Like I got four bottles sitting here right now. And I'm like, I'm like, God. And I all the bottles up in your car and everything, I think and it's like yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, Chris. I'll email you that and talk and see if we can get something going for to spread that for the guys, especially in the city and help them out, man. So, yeah, man. we do we do
3: some stuff with the cops here, and um, what's cool is we're actually able to personalize each and every bottle too. So,
2: oh wow, that would be That's really dope, cool, yeah. man. Dope,
3: man. Yeah, so we're able to uh, you know put badges on stuff like that as well. And, We've done a lot of different just um, things to help with, with donations and stuff like that as well. And even with the fire department too. I don't know if you guys want to hear that, but no, that's
2: oh, cool. yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, uh, every res- uh, yeah, the land pirates We're are cool there. with us
1: too. We're okay with the you know the burglars and boots. We're good. Okay, <laughs> we love everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. It's been, um, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun, man, because it's, it's my passion, um, and it, it's something that you know, it helps other people as well. You know, it's not about just selling a bottle. It's about helping people live a, a more active, healthy lifestyle. So it's about supporting them with, with workouts, recipes, diet tips, and, and, and our podcast as well. So I have a podcast and all of them up. And really, it's, it's the same reason uh, you guys started this. It's to it, it help people. You know, that sort of uh, bring value uh, to people that in tough time. You know, coaches, uh, motivational speakers, uh, really aspect of life in, in that business um, that can help our listeners in some kind of way uh we want to bring on our podcast so it's been awesome and uh it's been good man And that's really my passion and to, you know to give someone something um you know you feel just as good when, when they do it and they they get better you know they get value from it so that's that's why i do it and that's why i love it yeah man
1: awesome, you man. seem like a very yeah. genuine dude bro so we we appreciate all that you do for you know first responders and um um, I also paid attention to detail, sure. man. You're a very family oriented guy. And, um, that says a lot about your character, man. So just, you know, we thank you for, for, you know, um, hanging out with us for an hour and kicking it and, you know, just sharing some stories and, uh, just wanted to get my appreciation.
3: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm surprised the kids didn't run in here. Actually, usually <laughs> they, uh, you know, one or two of the kids they're, they're yeah, a, happens, during man. a podcast. So it happens. Uh, uh, yeah. We, Guys, I appreciate it, man, and I uh, appreciate everything you guys do. You know, like I said uh, before this, my, my brother in law was an NYPD cop as well, and uh, got a ton of respect for for everything, man. He tells me the stories, and I just shake my head. Cause
1: I yeah, can't believe
3: you know how, you know, he's seen, he's come through, and man, it's, it's a tough job, and it, you know, what's what's crazy to me is it's not always respected either, man. Like it's it's hard to hear people say like, hey, you know, fuck the cops and stuff like that. It's like, man, like. Guys are here to help you. You know, who are you calling? You know, when something goes bad, yeah, goes down, you know, you're right. calling them, and then you're sitting here. Sitting so it, it, it is crazy to me, and uh, you know I respect everything you guys do, and, and really appreciate what you guys do. Thank you, brother. Thank you,
2: I, I appreciate the kind of words. Before we wrap up, should we uh should we flex on him real quick or what?
1: Oh yeah! Get, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Get out, man, get that pick! Get that pick! Get that pick,
2: This guy's ready. I love it, man. All right, Chris. Well,
3: oh, man. every time.
2: we 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 appreciate uh you bringing the intensity and the energy man to this podcast and the show uh, it was great and i think um for me being a high school football coach as well i'm going to share this with the the kids that are grinding and um to get more out of high school football to me was get more out of life than the actual game and uh i think you can agree on that and i really appreciate that chris um so again everyone um, Chris Gronkowski a great man not only on the field but in life and a family man so I appreciate you coming on uh, my name is Frank I'm a, uh, I'm a cop in New York you know where to find me reps underscore four underscore responders Jay where can they find you at
1: uh, the real jump man Jay on Instagram
2: and Chris where can they find you at man
3: and just uh, at Chris Gronkowski uh, Instagram Twitter everywhere I don't know where I'm not at so TikTok everything <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs>
2: That's it, man. And like my college football uh, coach used to say, win, right? What's important now? And uh, let's get after it. So, Chris, have a blessed day, man, and a great Memorial Day weekend, man. And uh, let's get it going, man. Have a great day. All right, bro?
1: Enjoy, brother. Guys,
2: thanks for having
1: Thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you.